0: Jcastnetwork.org.
1: Hello and welcome again to Daily Daf Differently. Jeremy Kalmanowski with you, learning tractate sukkah, page 55, in which we continue to uh, try to find out how many times the shofar was blown on the holiday during the Musaf offerings, and Rabbi Acha uh, Bar Hanina, as we were mentioned yesterday, was of the view that each Musaf, for Shabbat, for Rosh Choresh, for the Chag, whatever, each had its own song. In the course of our page today, we refute that opinion with an interesting collection of the psalms that were said over each particular musaf. They are—they don't correspond to our psalms of the day, uh, which were apparently said over the tamid offerings, the daily offerings of morning and afternoon, uh, but we have different set of psalms, and they have not left uh, a, a fingerprint on today's ritual practice. We don't say these psalms on uh, the days of Chol Hamoed, although many of them are in our list of uh, of psalms of the day. For example, Psalm 81 is our psalm for Thursday, and it's cited here as one of the ones said for Chol Hamoed. Psalm 82 is our psalm for Tuesday, and it's cited here. And Psalm 94, which is our Wednesday psalm, is listed as two different of the days of Chol Uh In any event, I think it's interesting that we have a, a record of a vestigial practice, that was in the Beit HaMikdash that is no longer operative, but in the course of that discussion, it notes that on Shabbat one of the psalms is preempted by the psalm for Shabbat and the Talmud deduces from that, in a fine piece of Talmudic style logic uh, if the Musaf psalm was preempted, for the Musaf psalm for uh, Chol HaMu'ed was preempted By the Musaf psalm for Shabbat, then that definitely means that each Musaf did not receive its own psalm, and that would, by implication, suggest that Rabbi Acha is wrong—that each Musaf did not also receive its own shofar blast—and that the Talmud regards as a tiyufta. So Rabbi Acha Bar he did have a Bible verse that suggested to him that uh, the Musaf each got its own its own uh, shofar blast. So. What did it mean? If it didn't mean, if that verse did not mean what he thought it meant, it must have some other halachic meaning. And our page suggests that either, uh, in the view of Ravina, the blasts were just longer for Musaf than normally, and, th- and that would be the case uh, in our in our newly revised position. And also, the, Rab- the, the rabbis of Kesaria said that the number of blowers, the number of people with shofarot, were, were different. Speaking of liturgical practices that have a vestige in our own day, the Talmud wonders what uh, sections we should recite of the daily off of the holiday offerings in our Amidah and in the Torah reading. Now, on uh, Sukkot, unlike the other holidays, each sacrifice of the days of Chol HaMo'ed is a little different from the others. There's one for the, for the seven days of Sukkot proper, there's one fewer animal, one fewer bull, offered on the altar each day. So that means that the Torah readings differ a little bit, and the Musaf Amidah differs a little bit. And so Abaye and Rabba wonder how it is we should say our Amidot, and what is it that we should read in the Torah. Like us in the Diaspora, those fellows lived in Babylonia and kept two days of the Yom Tov, because of what's called Sveika Yomah uh unclarity over which day it really is that's why we have though the torah says the first and last days of sukkot first and last days of passover are the are the holidays and the other days are intermediate we have two days at the beginning at the end uh at least most of us who are uh observant Jews although some some do only observe one day but abaye and rava and most people in the diaspora today have two days of yom Tov. so since each day is a little bit of a fake you don't know if the the second day is really the the first or the second. You don't know if the fourth day is really the fourth or the fifth. How should you read the Torah, and how should you say your Amidah? And in fact, what people do, common liturgical practice, and it emerges from our page today, I uh, will read it to you. Abaye Amar, So the second one, the second day is, uh, is preempted. On the first two days of the holiday, you read the the passage in the Torah that says on the 15th day, you treat the the two days of the holiday as the 15th, and then on the first day of Chol Hamoed, you treat it as the third day of the holiday, even though it is Safek Sheni, you treat it as Safek doubtfully, perhaps the second day, you just treat it as the third day, and then on the seventh day of the holiday, you will arrive at the reading for day seven. So according to him, the second day is preempted, Rava says, no, no. It's the seventh day that is preempted. In other words, on the first two days, you treat it uh, as day one. On day, uh, the first day of Chol Hamoed, which is the third day, you treat that as if it is day two because it is Safek day two. It is perhaps day two, and you'll carry that to the end of the holiday. And on the seventh day of the holiday, you'll read the sixth day, the sixth day sacrifice, and you'll daven and recite the sixth day's sacrifice. And you'll just never read the seventh day, and then when Shmini Yatseret begins the eighth day, it has its own sacrificial paragraph. But a Memar, who lives in Babylonia about the same time as them, he lives in Nehardeah, that was the town that he was located in, he required in Nehardeah that you read uh, two sacrificial paragraphs each day out of the Torah, and you recite two sacrificial paragraphs during your Amidah, and that is in fact our practice today uh, for those who keep two days of the holiday in the Amidah let's say on the on the first day of Chol HaMoed you would recite the day the sacrifices for days 2 and 3 and in the Torah on that day you would recite the day you would recite the sacrificial paragraphs on the first day of Chol HaMoed you would recite the sacrificial paragraphs for days 2 3 and 4 there are four Aliyot on a Yom Tov uh, Holamoid Oed day. Uh, you would recite the first Aliyah paragraph for day two, in the second for paragraph for day three, in the third paragraph for day four, and then in the fourth you'd go back and recite two and three again. So it would be two, three, four, back to two and three, and then on the subsequent day three, four, five, back to three and four. And there's a repetition pattern. It's an unusual, it's an unusual pattern, and then the most unusual one of all is on. Hoshana Rabbah, you recite days uh, uh, 5, 6, and 7, and then go back and repeat 6 and 7, not 7, and then leading into the 8th day, which is Shemini Atzeret, it, it, which is it's, its own holiday actually, because the Tosafot note on our page that it would sort of be, because Shemini Atzeret is regarded as its own independent holiday, it would be, the Tosafot thought, kind of unseemly to, uh, to read the 8th day sacrifice when it's, it's still Sukkot, not even Shmini Atzeret yet, and so we have that unusual reading on Hoshana Rabba. Okay, a little liturgical history for today. I look forward to learning with you again tomorrow and
0: concluding Tractate Sukkot. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp iTunes, and Spotify.